do the uh, put in the work, if you will. Okay. Now, Cecil last week challenged us uh, to basically uh, spread the good news, and, and and we should, and we should, absolutely. Uh, but it's imperative that you and I, okay, know what's coming. Uh, this book should challenge us to be a more faithful servant, uh, be obedient, and it also should um, it should comfort us to know that the God that we serve is in control at at, at all times. Now, we should be motivated by the, by, by the good news. And, and the good news is what? The good news is the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, too, may, too many of us, um, and I've noticed this throughout my ministry, too, too many uh, pastors and preachers and teachers uh, they shy away from from revelation uh, simply because they've been told that it, it it doesn't make sense or there's far too many uh, interpretations of what's going on or it, it's not for today uh, because somehow we're smarter etc 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 that is not the case okay we're going to explore and learn and yes Okay, do our best to receive the blessing that's promised. Uh, the approach we will take is the futuristic approach, and I'll explain that a little bit during the message. But uh, let's get started. Let's ask, let's, uh, ask God to uh, bless our time together as we uh, open His Word. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us revelation. That regardless of how we interpret it, you promise us a blessing. Lord, bless us as we go through this book. Guide and watch over us. Let, let my words be your words. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the, the title of this is Getting the Most Out of This Study. Um, we're going to cover the first three verses uh, of Revelation today. And starting in, in, in verse 1, okay, Open your Bibles to Revelation. Verse 1, it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what, what must soon take place. He, had, he made it known by sending an angel to his servant. Who testifies everything 
that he saw. That is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed, here's the promise now, blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy and are blessed to who hear it and to take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Revelation basically uh, it comes from the word um, the Greek word which we get our Greek word from apocalyptics okay it simply means uncovering or to reveal and the book of Revelation contains events that have been concealed so far but in John in the book of Revelation John now begins to unfold those The important thing that we have to, to grasp, okay, you'll, you'll have a verse here, uh, 2 Peter uh, 2, 2 Peter 2, or, or, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 3 and verse 8, uh, is that familiar verse that says, um, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day, okay? simply means, okay, that, look, we are looking at the book of Revelation, okay, not from earth looking up, okay, but from heaven looking down. And we got to keep that in mind as we go through the book of Revelation because it's important. Once the events of Revelation start to take place, okay, they're in rapid succession. Now that, that doesn't mean that they'll take place, uh, not that they will take place immediately, okay, but it's going to be, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and once that process starts, it, it, it's going to, uh, <coughs> once that process starts, it, it, it's going to uh, continue until the fulfillment They are eminent, but not necessarily immediate. And we have to keep that in mind. Now let's talk about the author. Okay. The author, okay, we, we find the author in, in uh, the latter part of verse 1 and verse 2. Okay. Now, the divine author is, is Jesus. Now, or actually God, okay? Now, now, follow the process. God gave Jesus, and then Jesus gave the angel, and then passed it on to John. So the divine author basically is Jesus, okay, explaining all this. God, God gave him the revelation, okay. He gave it to John, okay. Now the angel supposedly is is uh, 
there's speculation on we don't it, it's not named in scripture uh, but the talking heads if you will uh, say it's it's uh it's Gabriel okay simply because Gabriel is the one uh, that uh, you know talked to Daniel and Zachariah and Mary and and, and all that okay now John probably wrote this around uh, 93 AD from the island of Patmos where he was uh, basically ostracized from society and, and that's where he's at okay uh, it, it's a Greek island off the uh, coast of Turkey now <clears throat> John's um, leadership threatened, his leadership and his ministry threatened to Caesar at that time. And that Caesar's name is, I'm going to probably butcher it here, but Dominican. Okay. Dominican was a horrific um, persecutor uh, of the Christians. It was this guy who who uh, set up and, and actually uh, enforced the uh, uh, worship, if you will, of the Roman emperor. And once a year, every Roman citizen had to say, okay, Caesar is Lord. Now, of, of course, that would fly in the face of saying that Jesus is Lord. And that's why you see over here in Romans 10.9, okay, well, Paul tells us, okay, that it was kind of a, a, a confession, if you will, or uh, mantra, if you will, to say that Jesus is Lord, not necessarily Caesar is Lord. Now, during John's uh, time at Patmos, the Lord gives him, you know, several visions. They're recorded here in the book. After, after Caesar's death, this, this Dominican guy, okay, John returns to, to Ephesus um, to pastor the church there. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, tradition says that, that, that John... Um, died at the, in his 90s of natural causes. Now remember, he, he's the only disciple, the only disciple that um, died a natural death. The, the rest of them, okay, were, were tortured, okay, crucified upside down, um, all kinds of atrocities. John's role in this book, okay, is to bear record of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus in all things that he saw. The book of Revelation also concerns the, uh, the visions and, 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 and all that. And, and we'll go through and we'll, we'll do our best to explain those as, as we go along. Now, the application... The application is in verse 3. And I want you to pick up on, on, on some of these words, okay? 
Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of, of this prophecy, and keep, and keep those things which are written therein. Now, the book of Revelation is has like, I don't know, what is it, seven? Seven Beatitudes. Uh, this is one. Uh, verse 1 uh, verse 3 and then you have chapter 13 or chapter 14 verse 13 chapter 16 verse 15 chapter 19 verse 20, or verse 9, excuse me, 20, and chapter 20, and, and verse 6, chapter 22, verse 7, and then we have the closing one, in 22, 14, it says, Blessed are those whose robes, blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the that may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter into the gates of the city. Revelation. Revelation is is the book that, that promises a, a blessing that that. Those who read it, those who, um, <coughs> excuse me, those that uh, that hear it, and those who keep those things that are written within. Now, notice the notice those verbs or those adjectives. Readeth and heareth and and keep. They're all present tense. All present tense. Excuse me. <coughs> now the phrase that the time is at hand, okay, reiterates that these things are evident. Now, there's a bunch of Greek words here that talk about um, you have you have Kronos and you have Karios and, and all that. It talks about time and and, and and chronograph and chronology and all. It, it basically, what it does, okay, and we have to keep this in mind. It describes a period of time, rather, rather than a point in time. The purpose of this book, okay, is not for us to set a date, okay, but to, to understand what's what's about to happen once, okay, things start. Now, even though we've heard these things before, 
keep in mind, keep in mind now, okay, this is from heaven's point of view, not earth's, okay? This is heaven looking down, not earth looking up, okay? Now we, you know, look, there's, there's no time in heaven, okay? Everything is, is outside um, the time, space, and matter uh, continuum. It, it, it's just, it's not there, okay? And we have to keep that in mind because so many of us want to, okay, oh, okay, we're looking for this sign, we're looking for that sign, and, and if this happens, this is supposed to happen, and, and, and when is this going to happen? And Look, you, you'll tie yourself in knots if, if you do this. Time and time again, okay, we have seen over the, over the years, okay, you have seen people try to set dates. Uh, the last date um, was, a, was a guy on the radio or whatever, and I'm trying to think of his last name. I, I thought it may be Campbell, and I may be uh, making an error here, but um, he said uh, that Jesus was supposed to come back in 1994. Well, uh, 1994 has been a few years ago. Uh, Jesus didn't come. But in Matthew 24, 42, it says, Look, therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Remember the story of the uh, of the bridesmaid or, or the brides and, and all that. that uh, you know, the story goes: they want to do uh, trim their lamps and all that, and they wanted to borrow oil and all that. And, and those said, "Nope, nope, we, we've come prepared." And, and, the, and five of them left to go and get some oil or whatever, and they missed the bridegroom. We are to be prepared for the Lord coming at any given time. Now, there's several approaches, there's several different approaches to uh, Revelation. As you, as I told you before, we are we are taking and, and adopting the the futuristic one. But let me give you the other three. Okay, there's a the, the preteristic approach. Okay, now preterist is from the Latin meaning uh, the thing that is past. This view teaches that the events of this book, okay, has already been fulfilled in the distant past. Now there's the allegorical approach or the symbolic or idealistic one. Now this one talks about um, that the visions and, and all that are, are basically an age-old uh, conflict between good and evil. And this one teaches neither historical nor future events um, that are specifically portrayed. 
I'm just I'm not going to render comment on those too much. But the uh, <coughs> excuse me. The other one, <coughs> excuse me. The other one is the historical approach. Now, this approach teaches that that there are uh, that the predictions uh, cover an entire period from John's day until the return of Christ. Uh, this one kind of reads into the into these visions the, the rise of, of of the papacy or the pope. Uh, the corruption of the church and the various wars throughout history. Now, the futuristic of uh, <coughs> excuse me, the futuristic approach is one that uh, that these events uh, are, are basically in the future from chapter four on. Okay, this is a more literal interpretating of, of interpretation of, of, of the uh, of the judgments that we find in chapter six and eight and nine and sixteen. They're, they're literal future events, okay, expressed in symbolic terms. No events in history have even come close. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> for, for example, when the four trumpets are blown, hail and fire mingle with blood are, are thrown down on the earth. Okay. This is in uh, chapter 8, verses 7. And, and what's, the what's the result? Okay, the, a third of the earth is going to be burned burn up. A third of the trees okay, were burnt up, and all the green grass was gone. Now, if you remember your science class, okay, what does uh, what is the, the trees and the grass and those things, the plant life or whatever, what do they produce for us? They produce oxygen. Okay. So it's going to be a rough time. <coughs> it's going to be a rough time. Now, there are those who object to this. Okay, Those who object to that futuristic approach charge okay, that the book of Revelation would not have been of comfort to the original readers Okay, if, if this largely... Uh, futuristic view actually takes place. Okay. However, however, immediate application of distant events reveal the ultimate victory of righteousness has been the source and comfort from Old Testament times of the prophets and to believers today. There's hope. Okay? And that's basically 
what we're talking about here. Therefore, the study, okay, again, therefore, we're going to use this futuristic approach to help us understand that God wins. I mean, that, that, that's a does statement, okay? But regardless of, of what our enemy throws at us, okay, those of us who put our trust in Jesus Christ are on the winning side. Now, regardless, regardless of what, <coughs> excuse me, regardless of the approach that we take, okay, all of the visions and symbols and all that, look, sometimes we just have to take them at face value. Sometimes, okay, we're not going to have a full explanation, if you will. But Daniel 12 tells us something, okay, and we can take hope in that. Daniel 12 and verse 9, okay, the latter part of the verse there says, because the words are closed up and sealed until the end of time. If if we have put our trust in Jesus Christ, regardless of what view that you take, regardless of what view that, that, that you take, okay, it's going to happen. Whether it's the, the pre-tribulation rapture of, of the church, whether it's the mid-tribulation rapture of the church, or whether it's the post-tribulation uh, of the church, regardless of, of those different view, viewpoints and, and different teachings. And, and Look, God is in control, and God's going to do what God's going to do. We are not to force God's hand. We are not to say, hey, God, you got to do it this way. Um, when is the last time any of us tried to do that? <coughs> um, I, I have done that once or twice in my life. It didn't fare well. Uh, trust me on that. Okay, God, you have to do... No, he doesn't have to. Trust God, okay? And as we go through this study, okay, again, remember that we're going to take the, the futuristic view. All the events, okay, from chapter 4 on, okay, haven't happened yet. We're going to talk about, in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, the rest of chapter one, and then we'll get into the uh, to the various churches. Lord willing, you'll you'll be with us, and Lord willing, we'll be able to meet in person again. <coughs> I want to thank you for for being with us today, and 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 uh, 
apologize for for the raspiness and the uh, and, and the coughing. But let's close in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for for who you are. And Lord, thank you. <coughs> thank you for being with us. Thank you. Lord, the the book of Revelation there's a promise there that if we read it and, and we do it and, and we keep it in our hearts uh, there's a blessing there Lord help us to do that guide watch over us and in Jesus name Amen thank you for being with us God bless you and uh, hope to see you next week, okay, in person. God bless.